Hey, it's Mike, and this week on 80 Page Giants... I think Jason Todd deserves to be buried underground oh, with a I crowbar to the that's... head. If I don't like it, then on the next episode where I have neither of you on, <laughs> I will tear you down as human beings. What there kids? are two things Batman okay. loves. Justice and endangering minors. Welcome to another episode of 80 Page Giants. I am your host, David. With me is returning guest, Michael Espinos from LegionOfLeia.com. Hey. And joining us uh, for the first time this season, occasional... Original gangster, actually, so go ahead. Is that what you want to go yeah, with to people who job. don't know you? Yeah. The original gangster... Of the first season. Kayla. Hi. So, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Yeah, glad to be here. And we're going to be talking about... Last time we had Mike on, we were going over the fact that DC had a bunch of new books and a, you know new crazy stuff that they want to try out for the whole DCU thing that I made fun of because it's dumb. And uh, now we're here to follow up with that. Pretty much all the... At least the first issues, and a lot of them second issues, have come out already for the new wave of books coming out. And we've all pretty much dug into a majority of them, I think. And oh, yeah. uh, now we can talk about them and see what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, what we think could be better. Because we have a sassy opinions about things. Um, let's go off top. Uh, Mike, what, uh, what's the first book you want to get into? Well, I actually want to do a callback to the last time I was on and uh, tell you that you were wrong. Okay. Red, Red Hood and Arsenal. Oh my god, I loved it. It's so good. It's so amazing. I totally agree. Who's yeah. writing it? It's hold on. I don't have that, but you know who it was. Is it the same guy as doing it before Scott Lobdell? No. No. I th- I remember you complaining profusely about it and I can't I don't have the I don't have the, the book right in front of me right now. Um I wish they would have kept Starfire. I No, I think I think the plot point of him being like, Are you gonna get over her or what's going on here? Yeah. So you guys are saying that I haven't read it. I refuse to read it. Why? I know. I'm a man of principle. Why do you not want to read it? It doesn't interest me. Okay. I think Jason Todd deserves to be buried underground oh, with a I crowbar to the that's head. why. Okay. Oh, no. I disagree completely. That I, his best contribution to comic books was dying. He's my second favorite Robin. Your second favorite Robin is Jason no. Todd? Yeah. No, no. He was a terrible Robin, but he he's a great Red Hood. He was Robin. He's good as the Red Hood. He's fine as Red but Hood. I told you why I liked him as the second favorite Robin. Because, because he was beaten to death? No, because he, was, he wasn't your traditional Robin. He was a shithead. And not in the way Damien's a shithead. Like, he was a straight, like... You realize he was so disliked, people voted to have him murdered. A hey, child whoa, whoa, whoa. to be murdered. It was a close-run race, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you can be like, well, listen, we almost didn't vote for this kid to be killed. And it came down to, like, 200 votes. That's still a lot of people in the 80s who are like, yeah, kill that bitch. It is bitch. still Lobdell. Uh, oh, see, I don't yeah, like him. I, I think he writes, like, comics that would appeal to a 13-year-old. Probably well, like first off, though, if you look at that and say they appeal to a 13-year-old, look at the mentality of Jason Todd. And, that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's it's fair. It, and Roy. They're just so, they are like 13-year-olds. Okay. All right. And, and they're fun. All right. Well, how, how would you describe this book? Is it a fun book, like how uh, Suicide Squad was? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's very college-like. It's like it's like two boys out on their own for the first time. They're roommates or something, and it's it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, 
so you're saying that it's would you would you put it in the top of the new uh, books? I put it as one I look forward to. Okay. All right. Um. So Red Hood and Arsenal. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll give it a shot. I'll read it. And if I don't like it, then on the next episode where I have neither of you on, <laughs> I will tear you down as human beings. There you, you go. Said you wouldn't like Suicide Squad, and I got you to actually enjoy that. Uh, Suicide Squad's losing me, though. Look at, uh, like, No, Nine it lost Pat. me, too. I read, I think, the first two or three issues of it. And the first one, I didn't get it at all. And then by the second issue, I was like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be, like, a, like a silly shoot 'em up movie. I feel like Batman Eternal kind of ruined a couple of comics. For instance, yeah. like, bringing in the team from Batman and Eternal into Suicide Squad. You know, like, they changed up the whole entire lineup than what you started with. So I wasn't that interested anymore. I didn't mind the change in the lineup. I, and um, actually, 10, you know, 10 got me good. 9, um, what I liked about 10 was how much, like, Boomerang just, you know, he just tried to be, he tried to have fun with life. And everyone's just like, screw you, we're not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would be more interested in reading more Suicide Squad than Red Hood and Arsenal. Really? Yeah. That's I saying re- a lot, actually. I really dislike Jason Todd. <laughs> From him. Oh. I l- love Red Hood. I love him. So annoying. Um, okay, all right. So let's jump into the, really the only book I care about talking is I've been waiting for this book for months. It came out. I was not disappointed about it. Brian Hitch making his triumphant return to DC to tackle Justice League of America, writing a book that is kind of out of continuity, but kind of New 52 while ignoring everything else that's going on. Yeah. I love this book. I love Justice League in general, and this is the first time I've been happy with a Justice League book in over 10 years. The story is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That was... JLA 2 is the longest damn comic I've ever read. I didn't even... I didn't even realize that there was not a single punch thrown in that book until way out. Like, Alice and I were talking about it, and like, oh, this is just a talking head issue. I thought it was 80 pages. I literally, like, I'm like, <laughs> seriously, how am I not done with this issue yet? I was flying through it. I loved it. The whole bit with, uh, I, I feel like he really captures the voice of the characters in their more classic style. And the whole thing with Batman and Cyborg and Alfred bickering in the Batcave and Alfred's line about the Pope, like, it, it legit had me cracking up. Oh, yeah, it was great. No, I'm not going to say it was anything less than amazing, mm-hmm. but it was, it just felt like it was, it was Bendis-like in the fact that it was just... Oh, it was talking, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Dostoevsky almost at this point. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of talking, but talking that just, the pages look so good. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, it it feels like he really cares about these characters or this team. I agree completely. That creative team loves that book, and they're doing a phenomenal job with it. Yeah, I I think it blows everything else out of the water. Um, I'll say that my, my, it's... That and Batman 66 are probably my two favorite DC books coming out right now. I could see that. I, I think those books are just fantastic. Um, I also think it's interesting that realistically the plot point is kind of similar to things we've seen a lot of in other places, but somehow he makes it feel fresh. It's Kingdom Come all over again. It's a little bit of Kingdom Come. It's a little it's bit of the Grant Morrison's hyperplan thing, but... I don't know. It just feels good. It looks good. The characters sound like themselves. 
I just love the setup Superman's getting. It is it is just great. Yeah, there's some great mystery going on. You know, I, I dig it. Well, when the one Batman that's dying that comes back when Superman of our time meets him and he's like, don't trust him. You know when he's laying? No, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. The pile of super, dead Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I read it, but I'm not that interested in it and I didn't care for it. So I'm not quite fully like connected with it. But... When he tells him not to trust him, I don't think he's talking about the doctor or anything. I think he's talking about the spaceman, like their version of God. Rael? Rael? Yeah, that's who I think he was saying, don't trust him. Let me ask you this. Did you know who that was at the end of the first issue when they they said that? I had to hit the internet. Did you? Yeah. I was losing my mind when I read that. Who are they talking about? Rao. Oh. He's a Kryptonian guy. It's this uh, old see, thing from the I Silver Age. I've never heard of him ever, so that's why... You, it's just this, like, just... almost like a throwaway thing from the Silver Age where he would just be like, Sons of Rao! Mm. Or Great Scott. It's just like an exclamation he would say. Okay. And so he just grabbed that and, like, is making a whole thing out of it now. Yeah. And, like, so when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. I love this. Yeah, I'm honest to God. Everyone uh, idolizes the Golden Age and the Silver Age, mm-hmm. but those are the people who haven't gone back and actually tried to read those comics. So many of them are so bad. Oh, for sure. I, I'm i a big Silver Age guy in general. Uh, I rank the Carmen Infantino Batman stuff um, way higher than the Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill Batman stuff. But, uh, I yeah, some of that stuff can be a real chore to get through. I won't read another issue of Justice League America. Really? You're out? No, I'm out. Oh. And I, I knew I'd get beat up for this. Uh, but it's so it, good. I, but that's like me asking you to read Red Hood and Arsenal. I'll read Red Hood and Arsenal, I, though. I'll but check I it gave out. Justice okay. League America a that's chance, fair. you know what I mean? And I knew personally it wasn't for me. It's not something I was going to enjoy. Yeah. So. Just a real quick to piggyback off what Mike was saying a second ago. Mike, I just started reading um, a trade paperback called Superman in the 50s. Yeah. And it's like just reprinting all like the best stuff of his 50s stuff. And it's so good. Is that the one my mom... Occasionally. But I mean, it's like to separate the wheat from the chaff in that is just difficult. Sure. But I mean, I... Yeah. But they were also kind of like figuring a lot of stuff out back then, though, too. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out that comic books aren't making kids gay and evil. (laughs) Well, the jury's still out on that. We're going to be talking about Ellis in depth about that next week. (laughs) Alone. <laughs> just have Ellis explain the entire comic code to us. Ooh, that would be good. What if we just did that for an episode? Read the uh, the book Seduction of the Innocent on the show. <laughs> now recall the, uh, the the congressional transcripts. <laughs> um, okay, so that was my pick, JLA. I'm loving it. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike, you had one. Kayla, you throw us a book that you're loving right now. Um, I'm still on. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll go with Secret Six. Okay. I am absolutely in love with Secret Six. Tell us about um, it. See, this is when I get, like, air silent, you know, like, radio silence. Well, you were saying thing. before that it's kind of replaced. You used to love Suicide Squad, and yeah, now Secret Six is kind of... Yeah, definitely replaced Suicide Squad for me. Um, the list of characters uh, strips the female version of Talon. Mm-hmm. She's hysterical. Okay. Mike, have you read this? No, I'm actually staying silent because I've, I just kind of pass over that one. <laughs> okay. I read the first issue and And it was good. I thought the first issue was actually done pretty well. Yeah. But I have not followed up with it and I'm I'm way I'm too far behind at this point. It's only four issues in. Too far <laughs> behind. Too far behind. I'm way too far behind um, to catch up. 
it, it definitely made me jump off a of Suicide Squad for a little bit. It kind but, of replaced it for yeah, you, though? Yeah, it did. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, it's a fun group of, um, I guess, villains, or... Yeah, more of the same kind of anti-hero yeah. kind of thing. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, shooting back over to Mike, what's your other pick? Prez. Yes! Oh, my God, it's so good, right? Oh, my God, it is so... It is so good, and the callback to the like the seventy three Prez yeah, issues is it's it's awesome, yep. like the jacket, um, a lot of the things that happen. It's just absolutely amazing, and I love like the fighting pandas. And who gets a NASA? I get a NASA. You don't need a NASA. You know, it's just it's <laughs> right, so, so satirical. I love it. So for what for people who don't know who Prez is, which are I would say most people, because Jesus Christ, but it's essentially the story of a teenager who is going to become the president of the United States. Yeah, corn dog um, girl. Yeah, well that that was the that was the idea back in the seventies with the original Prez. And now they've updated it. Prez is now a girl. She it's it's set in the future. It's this whole thing with every, everything is um everything is viral video stars and corporations are controlling candidates. It's very much it, it's kind of commentary on a lot of political stuff, but it's super fun. It, a lot of the jokes kind of remind me of, like, uh, I, I was mentioning this to Caleb before, it kind of reminds me of Invader Zim a little bit, the world they live in, where everything is just really oh. extreme. And... Mike, yeah, did you it's... read Killjoys? No, I did not. You didn't? Okay. See, no, but... I just read that, and it drives me nuts because I, I could relate it to that, but I didn't enjoy Prez. The, the jokes, though, I mean, some of the stuff in there is, like, some of the stuff is actually very brutal commentary. Yeah. And some of the stuff's hilarious. Like, on the same page, you see two things. Like, for example, uh, Corndog Girl's shirt is uh, a transvaginal mesh, it says on it. Now, I'm assuming it's a band shirt, mm-hmm. but that's, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy-duty to put in yeah. a comic book. But then right next to her is uh, Carl, the end-of-life bear. Would you like some marijuana? <laughs> yeah. It's so – I'll tell you this. When I read that book, I feel like I'm not reading – like, I forget I'm reading a DC Comics book. Oh, yeah. It feels like it's, like, the coolest indie book that everyone – Every teenager on Tumblr should be like going crazy over. Oh yeah, it's totally like image or it's something. It's IDW. A, yes. An IDW. Yeah, it, it really feels like it's it's almost surprising to me that DC is. It just I, I'll I'll say this when they announced all their new books, I was kind of iffy about it, but seeing a lot of this stuff, it it seems like they really listened to the criticisms about them as a company and where they were going uh, since New Fifty Two of everything being really serious and dark and gritty. And they're trying a lot of new stuff. And Prez feels different than anything else. Yes. Uh, there's another one. I'm trying to find it. And it's um, oh, it's the Egyptian God one. And that one also is not a, it's not a 52 book. It's not a DC book. What's the Egyptian God one? Dr. Fate. Okay. Let's talk about Fate for a second. I could not get past the art. Yeah, it hurt a little. Who's Dr. Fate? Dr. Fate is one of the founding members of the Justice Society of America. And he has a new 52 book now, which I, I haven't read it. Is it different from the Dr. Fate that was in Earth 2? Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, I mean, in, in fact, it's insanely different. It's really, it, you know, it's one of those things where they try to bring in, um, what's the word I'm looking for, diversity, uh-huh. without forcing it. Okay. Because the whole Dr. Fate thing is based off of Egyptian myth. Yeah. Except he's using a Greek helmet, but, I mean, that's not really a big deal, right? Yeah, I don't know. And um, 
they have they pick an Egyptian Egyptian American med student mm-hmm. who has absolutely no time in his life to be a superhero. Sure. It's like here's this magical helmet from an evil cat. You're now being chased <laughs> by you're now being chased by crazy space donkeys. Is it Tikal? I'm sorry, what? Um, from uh, Clarion. Clarion. Is no, it Tikal's helmet? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks it's your basic Centurion helmet that goes all the way down. So. Are you on? Do you like Doctor Fate? I'll be honest with you. I can't. The art looks terrible. Um, I'm not going to read the book because of the art. It's just it, it's atrociously bad to me. The art is. It's not DC art for sure. It's it's very non lifelike. It's very like long limbs and wobbly looks and yeah things things are like that. But um, the story itself, mixed with the art, if you if you tell yourself it's not, a, you know, if you don't think of it as a DC book, it's actually a pretty good book. All right, so you got that's a, a point for Doctor Fate. I'm warming up to it. Okay. Um, whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, so let's go with in kind of in the same realm of not looking like a DC book. Uh, Black Canary is surprisingly good. No, it's not. What? I'm on the fence about it. I like it. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Because it's not traditional carrot canary. Like it's like she's running from something, obviously. But I enjoy the book. You have to suspend disbelief to uh, to appreciate comic books to begin with. Yes. But the idea that oh, every show we go to, my band is totally okay with the fact that somebody's going to try and bust in and try and kill us. But no, not okay with that though. That's like a whole thing. In the first two issues that they're, especially the first issue that they're, they kind of want to kick her out because of all this drama that keeps happening and all these people, they keep wrecking their shows. He makes right. a point. And the only thing they do about it is, okay, shoot these targets in the desert and then throw <laughs> each other around for a while. The only saving thing that that book has is the art. The artwork I really enjoy. I want to know what the deal with the little girl is. It's really the only thing that's keeping me. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's like, what's the deal with this little girl? It's, she's a drummer, right? Ditto, yeah. No, yeah, Ditto is the... Bass player, okay. Or the guitar player, something. Yeah, she's got some like magical ability with all instruments she touches, where she just does whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right, so apparently I'm getting voted down on Black Canary. Um, Kay, your turn? Uh, Catwoman. All right, talk about um... it. Don't talk about it, be about it. <laughs> No, um, I feel like it's another one Batman Eternal has totally threw down the shitter. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, with her now being Selena Kyle, one of the main uh, prime mob bosses, mm-hmm. and the triad lady taking over as Catwoman. I'm not a fan of that. Oh, so there's another yeah, there's lady another, as Catwoman? Yeah, okay. um, yeah, we are Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that in a second. Um. Yeah, I wish she just stayed Catwoman. Or they should have started the series over like they did with Grayson and called it Selena Kyle. You know, and I can't stand Grayson right now. I, well, I know I went like it from the beginning, but yeah, Catwoman, they should have just called it Selena Kyle. You know, completely just did away with the Catwoman comic. What do you think of the art in it? Um, of Catwoman? Yeah. I don't like the new art in it at all. Um, other than the Jim Lee covers, those were amazing. Jay Lee. Yeah. Jay Lee, sorry. Yeah. Wow. I know, I'm so going to uh, get smited for I'm that. I'm going to CC Jay Lee <laughs> on this episode. 
Jay. No, she, Jay. <laughs> the art is terrible. Yeah. The story right. is convoluted. And, like, it's just boring. Like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, this... Selena Kyle doesn't stand for this. She's a woman of action. And then, like, and then she's working with the cop. What the hell is that? Um, it's Alvarez, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a love interest. I really think that's where they're going with that. Hmm. But it doesn't make sense. She She's never compromised her her job for love i would disagree with that okay no had a kid with (laughs) slam bradley no but i mean also with batman you know but has she ever stopped being who she is for it that's very true yeah that's very true and i mean she 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 shows regret like throwing one of her guys under the bus Uh but still i mean it's just so you guys feel like the book has kind of lost the voice of the character yes oh yeah Okay, so everyone's downvoting Catwoman. The only the only character that they got the voice right on was Penguin. Yeah, I feel like he's really emerged in a lot of things recently. Yeah, well, I feel like he's becoming a new favorite villain just because of Gotham. That's fair. Okay. Yep, yeah, but they're not giving us you know skinny nerdy Penguin. They're giving us like fat yeah. sweaty Penguin. Kind of from a uh, Batman Assault on Arkham Penguin. Yeah. I feel like they've That's been a doing. Good penguin, by the way. I feel like the penguin they've been doing for the past several years is just the combination of the animated series Penguin meets Danny DeVito. <laughs> just like gross, disgusting penguin. Oh, he he is, and he is, and honestly, he looks like a um, he looks like almost a racist caricature too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, so, Mike, your turn. Throw a book at us. Batmite. Oh, do tell. It is goofy, but gives the character more... Like, Batmite is is stupid, and that's the point. Yes. And yet, they give him so much uh, character, especially in the second issue with the Hawkmen. Uh Uh-huh. At the end of it, when you get to it, and they're like... Oh, I want to go home with you guys. Can somebody please take care of me? <laughs> and then you also have you also have the scene between the two uh, the two henchmen who's like, well, yeah, my my uh, college is expensive, so you know I got I got to work for this idiot. So what do we do? Shoot him? Throw him off the cliff? I don't know. Whatever. So um, let me ask you this: between Batmite and Bizarro, which of the two books do you think is better? Bizarro. No. I didn't read. I didn't read Batmite, so <laughs> and I couldn't get through two pages of Bizarro, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go with Bizarro. It, it, being a teacher, Bizarro hurts so much to read, and I know, <laughs> I know that it's intelligent. I know that there's so much thought that goes into it, and there's so many like layered jokes. But Bizarro absolutely hurts my brain to read. Yeah. I couldn't. It I was a struggle. No, I'm like I said, three pages, and I was like, I just wasted two ninety nine on this. Let me ask you guys this: When it comes to, I like my Bizarro as a uh, dark, kind of monstrous Bizarro. I don't like the funny, goofy Bizarro. You like Solomon Grundy Bizarro? Yeah, like yeah, yeah kind of like what, what was that book that it was uh, like? It was that Alex Ross book. It was Justice League versus the Legion of Doom. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I have. I think it's called Justice. Yeah, but I'm squinting trying to think of it. Yeah. Anyways, wait, I have it on my bookshelf. What's it called? Yeah, it's called Justice. Um, like, But that's how Bizarro was in that book. He was very much like more of a monster-type character, which I like way more than goofy, silly Bizarro. He was in Young Justice, right? 
the TV show Bizarro? Did he do an appearance in Young Justice? I don't I'm, I'm trying think to remember. So. He was what definitely I in saw. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that in Bizarro, the best uh, the best character is Jimmy Olsen. He's so put upon, and it's great. I'll say that Jimmy Olsen is one of the unsung great characters in comic books. I don't get him. You got to read Jack Kirby, Jimmy Olsen. It'll change your life. It's the best stuff ever. I would put Jack Kirby's Jimmy Olsen right in my top ten comics. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen is just, he's such a great character. Yeah. Um, all right, so Batmite, that's a vote from you. You haven't read it? Mm-mm. Uh, I probably won't. I'll, I'll give it a spin. I'll give it a, whatever books that you guys are, are recommending, I will, I'll, I'll check out. Except for Dr. Fate. That's garbage. Um, so I'm going to go with We Are Robin. Oh, so good. It's great, right? Way better than... It's so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was hesitant to read it. I skipped out on it when it first came out, and I went back recently and read both issues. And it is so much fun. Um, it's it's great. If it was a weekly, I would be able to keep up with it. It's so good. I just I just want more of it. Yeah. It's got great mystery. It's following Duke, who has been hinted at as being a possible future Robin. It's it's a fun teenager kind of book, but not like teenager in a cringy, doofy, angsty way. You know, um, have you read Robin? Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. Um, it's not on my top five list, but it's good. It's at the top of the new DC books for me. Oh, yeah. No, so for sure. Read, like three. Well, no, I went back and read a ton of these books. Um, and We Are Robin is right up at the top of the list for me. Yeah, that's the first thing I read the week it comes out. Yeah, it's super good. Um, so you know at the end when they're like hinting to the person looking at the um, TV? It's, it's Bruce Wayne. It's not Bruce Wayne. It's totally Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think are it's you Dick reading Grayson. Ba- are you reading Batman? Nope, I think it's Dick Grayson. I'm not sure. I'm waiting for the twist and we find out that it's it's not even a hero. No, in the in the Batman super heavy arc... They're all hanging out together. It doesn't matter. It's it's where they're at now. No, but what I'm saying though is we're in, so in We Are Robin is taking place right after the end of uh, issue forty. Yeah, well, and so that. Super Heavy picks up after that, and I think it's is it issue forty one. No, 40, 41 or 42, where they show Bruce Wayne is, in fact, alive and he's hanging out with Julie Madison and the kids from We Are Robin. No, he's... Well, yes, but that does just because he's hanging out with them at a soup kitchen doesn't mean that he's controlling them. Well, and not only Who that... Who else is going to have a closet no, of Robin no, costumes? No, but if you think about it, though, too... Is Bruce Wayne going to allow a bunch of young kids that age yes. to go on a... Yes, he absolutely... No. No, he wouldn't. No. He wouldn't. He wouldn't risk that many lives of kids without being in Do you know how many Robins him. there have been? I know that. I'm talking about a mass group there of kids. There are two things Batman okay. loves. Justice and endangering minors. <laughs> Those... And this is your role model. It is my role oh model. My. I think you also... Ellis is going to be uh, riding his bike through some flaming hoops later. <laughs> Into a shark tank. And I support this and endorse it. Now, I can't see Batman allowing a bunch of teenagers to run in the streets at night, putting themselves in harm's danger. I, <laughs> without his supervision. Like, he he could barely handle Jason Todd, for instance. There, boom. Well, Jason, Jason Todd, Todd was, was too dead. busy handling a crowbar. And that was hard for him. 
Jason Todd is the man. He is an atrocious character. Whatever. No, look at it this way. Jason Todd came in with a crowbar trying to steal some wheels True. and went out with a crowbar. Uh, Real Taco, uh, that was not the crowbar. That was not the original Jason Todd, though. Originally, Acrobat. Circus Acrobat. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he yes. didn't become a, a, a street urchin until post crisis. And it would have been a crowbar to get the tires off of the car, by the way. Maybe he was doing a really bad job at stealing tires. Okay. Because he was using a crowbar. It wasn't a crowbar. I'm just saying. Maybe he was getting hubcaps. Who knows? Yay! <laughs> Do you really think Batman has hubcaps? Yeah, on some the some sweet Batman Spinners? hubcaps. Yeah. Skirt. Why not? Um, I so I think we all agree. We are Robin is fantastic. Yes. Um. Let's get into a book that I was disappointed by. A book that I'm going to continue to read, at least another issue or two, because it it shows promise. I really, I really like, I love the art, but I was super let down by, and that is Cyborg. Oh, yeah. I had such high hopes for this, and it started off the first couple pages super interesting. And then I don't know what the hell happened to that issue. No, the inner monologue was amazing. Everything else was absolute garbage. I don't like, we get it. His dad and him don't get along. It's been a a trait of the character since the 80s. It's been hammered in our heads. I don't need continuous pages of it. He's like going off to hang out with some random dude he just met. Like, Yeah, no, it was weird. I'm not a fan of Cyborg. He's my least favorite Teen Titan. And I finally figured it out a week ago why I don't like him and why I haven't liked him over the years. Mm-hmm. Is he never seemed like a teenager to me. Like, he should have just skipped the whole... Right. Him as a teenager arguing with his dad in his, you know, high school football glory years. Yes, you see him as a teenager. But as soon as he suits up, it's... Right. Well, my first introduction to Cyborg was from the old Super Friends um, Superpower show. And that's where he was joining the Justice League. He was like the young kid joining the Justice League. And I think he worked really good in that role. Um, and I've liked the character since then. But I uh, I was so let down by this book, man. Oh, what it was you- terrible. And my, I, issue, like, my issue with Cyborg, and sorry to, you guys give your Cyborg impersonations, or impressions, I should say. Well, we're going to um, pour impersonations <laughs> next. Okay. My big problem with uh, Cyborg is that he's the Swiss Army knife of the Justice League. Whenever they're like, okay, we need to solve this problem, let's just have Cyborg do it and throw a computer in it, because yeah. he can do anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, we've, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Cyborg, go to the internet and find the answer. Yeah. Well, I, f- I feel like that's definitely uh, something that Jeff Johns is really responsible for, of that happening. Um, and just kind of being like that go-to for everything. Oh, we need to transport Cyborg. If we need this, it's Cyborg. Cyborg can hack into this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's, you know, it's a bit much. But this book, like, I'm interested if it can get away from the angsty, my dad doesn't care enough about me thing and i'm gonna rebel against him by going to hang out with some random dudes i meet at a protest like did he did he friend zone that girl by the way yeah he was there's this chick who's totally throwing herself at him and he legit ditches her to go hey maybe they're gonna introduce some new things about cyborg bunker hey 
Um, yeah, but he totally ditched that chick to hang out with some random dude he might have known. The guy played football, and he remembered the guy who played football against him. From I'm another like, school. Yeah, I'm like, I have no idea anybody's name I ever played a sport against in high school. No, no. Um, I do. You know the people that Mike played sports against? No, not Mike, but I know well, people that I played sports against in high school. We were from a small town. Okay, see? Maybe Cyborg's from a small town. It's from Chicago. You don't know that. It's in the book. <laughs> Are you guys friends? Were you on the other team? I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> I am. Mike is. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, Cyborg was... Uh... Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I was, I was super disappointed. Yeah, they took my high hopes and then crushed them. I'm in for another issue. Hoping it turns around. Um, since we're in the general vicinity of Cyborg, Teen Titans. It started off really slow, but I absolutely love it now. Um, 8, 9, and 10 really brought me back in. Um, my only like problem with it now is not having Kenneth uh, Rocafort as the artist. The art without him is awful. Um, I checked out the new issue and because it... I was interested in all the new teen heroes that they've brought in. Um, almost pro- just like a couple of days before that new issue came out, I was saying to Ellis that DC has done like a really bad job of um, cultivating their teen heroes. And when I saw this issue come out with all these younger new heroes on the cover, I was like, okay, I'll check this out. It wasn't a cover. I sent you the picture of the... No, the cover of the new issue. But it wasn't the cover that I sent you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, from the, the one of the... Uh... They're, they're battling another team by Manchester Black that Manchester Black has created. Yeah. Like, he got Supergirl to completely ditch the original Titans, start this whole other team to reel in Superboy. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deviate real quick from Teen Titans because of Manchester Black, okay? And, Mike, you can tell me if you follow me on this or maybe not. Maybe I'm, I'm digging a little too deep into the nerd well here. Manchester Black is from what everyone knows, Superman versus the Elite. Um, it was the whole commentary on how back in the early 2000s, superheroes were getting super extreme. The Elite was pretty much their version of the Authority, who themselves, it was a Wildstorm book, who themselves were a version of the Justice League, kind of. Yeah. So, but now that's, it's all collided into one universe. DC bought up Wildstorm, and now the Wildstorm characters exist in the mainstream DC universe. So now you have Manchester Black, who is a version of Jenny Sparks from a team that was a version of the Justice League that had Midnighter, who was a version of Batman, and, this, and they're all in the same world together, though. Yeah, that's, that's one of the understand. problems that DC's run into forever. But how many kids do you think now that are reading comics uh-huh. have they're getting a chance to reboot it on a whole different generation. So if you're not but, a nerd and like you, thank you. You're welcome. You flattered. Um, you're, you're not gonna care. No, or, no care. or care, you know, like so some people is like, Oh, who's this Manchester black guy? You know, he's, like, a guy he's who's pretty awesome. To be he has Jenny a Sparks. flag tattoo. <laughs> anyway, Ugh. but I really like it. Um, I was really upset when they canceled Clarion and that they brought him back in Titans. I was super excited about that. That actually got me to pick it back up again. I'm not going to lie. Okay. 
but I really enjoy it now. It's I think it's a must read. I'm going to go by Mike's silence that you're not reading Teen Titans. Nope. Okay, that's fair. Can I it's, ask why? Um, financial reasons. Oh. You got I only can pick so many books a week. I got a budget and it boils down to the fact that that one just doesn't even hit my radar. <laughs> um, kind of bouncing between but so, that might does cyborg being from Chicago where Mike's from and teen Titans being a book that at one point in its history had Starfire as a member of the original teen Titans. And she's now her book is now taking place where we're from in Key West. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it really is. No, it's not. It's awesome and it's perfect and it totally fits her if you read the comic. It's a little surreal. I was I got super excited. I got uh when they did the previews like six five six pages in and you could get yeah. them for like free or whatever on the DC app. Uh-huh. I read it and she's like talking to everybody, like thinking about like where she should go, and they show a police station and the cop car sitting out. So I was like, that looks like a really bad version of the QS police department, you know, cop car. And then it's like, Starfire goes to QS. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I got to like message everybody. Like, look where Starfire is. It says, welcome to QS Florida on the postcard. It was, I was super stoked, but the comic's awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So they tried. Surprise, the Starfire comic book isn't good. She's a lovable character, though. No, she is. I think she's an ensemble character. I don't think she is meant to be on the main stage by herself. Our radio listeners can't see me nodding along with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so... Da, 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 books that... Is there, are there any books that you flat out are turned off by? Robin, Son of Batman. Ooh, talk really? about it. Oh, my God, it's oh, awful. No. Have you not read it? I did read it. You remember, uh, this is the one I was telling you about. Um, it is Nobody's Daughter. Yes. From um, the first Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin yeah. The new relaunch. Yep. Um, okay, go so... Go ahead, Mike. I want to actually... Let's hear Mike. No, no, here, hold on, hold on. I want to do this. I want you to defend it first. <laughs> tell us what you love about it. And then I want to have Mike come in and tell us why he hates it. All right. Um, I love Robin's big man bat. Goliath? Yes. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um... He's kind of. I feel here, like Hero's gonna defend like... it, and now that I'm starting to talk about it, I'm like, it's really not that great. <laughs> I, I could just see the look on her face change when she said, like... "I like his big bat thing." <laughs> I said, "Man bat." Man bat, and then as soon as she got that out, her face is like, "Oh no, this is a bad book." But <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. All right, well, that's your time, Mike. Please. <laughs> I like all of the stuff that happens with Talia, and that part is great. Everything that happens in current times, I'm like, this is seriously stupid. It was just so bad. And it's, huh? it, and the thing is, is that it's totally not Damian Wayne. Like, when you look at his personality, he's trying to atone for all the things he's done wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not Damian Wayne. He's just going to be like, well, screw you, I did what I did. Yeah. But I think he's trying to find a way to follow, follow in his father's footsteps. And that's why I think they're bringing in nobody's daughter which nobody knew nobody had a daughter that's so redundant nobody <laughs> um yeah i i enjoy it i enjoyed enough to keep reading it and hoping that it goes somewhere better but um i have a feeling uh damian wayne and nobody are gonna become friends yeah but how about nobody's like oh well you've got a partner now and i'm like 
he's got a giant bat. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't replace Goliath for nobody. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but, like, okay, you're, nobody, you're going to follow me? Cool, I'm going to just hop on Goliath and peace. See yeah. ya. But, like, shouldn't he be scared that he might get stabbed in his back while he was sleeping? <laughs> also, think... where's Batman in all of this? Why is this child running around? But with... it's called, really? A little bit, yes. So, but you're not concerned about the five kids that are running around the streets and we are Where Robin. Batman is watching them. No, he's not. No, he's not. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I like this guy. We, can we put a bet on it that it's Bruce Wayne or not? Yes. Sure. Okay. I'm saying it's Bruce Wayne. You both are, you think it's Dick Grayson it's for Dick some Grayson. strange reason. Because Grayson sucks. That comic But is that is not awful, enough reason for but it. But maybe it's his way back in. No. Oh, you're wrong, <laughs> Do too. Do you have any ideas who you think it might be? I think it's a, uh, I honestly think it's a criminal. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right, so. So uh, we lost. <laughs> why do we lose? Because it's really not Batman and it's really probably not Dick. Well. Congratulations, I, I th- Mike. What did you want? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You guys have made Key West sound so awful. I don't think I want anything from there. <laughs> you know what? You got it. Just for you, we're going to fly Ellis out to Chicago, and you are going to get a special day spa trip with him. Fantastic. I have a nice bike you can borrow. There it is. There it is. He'll ride it around the spa. Um, um, I like I like Son of Batman. I can continue to read it, hoping it goes somewhere. How long will you read it for? Five issues. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, if I don't like a book, I'm one and done. Well... I know not to read ones that I won't like, so... I Okay. I didn't think I would like We Are Robin. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was going to be dumb, but... Um, You know what I wish would really just stop? Harley Quinn. Oh. And now the fact that she has a comic with Power Girl... You know, I bet if Ryan was listening to this right now, he'd be so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, on to a better place. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. Like, I liked the last issue of Harley Quinn. Okay. That was the first time the team made sense. But I don't get the whole team thing. I just, it just, I don't, it's like they were just pulling shit out of their asses. And they're like, okay, let's take Harley Quinn and see how many different ways we can screw with her name and give her a bunch of, I don't I, I don't even know what these people are. Do they have any training? Do they have any anything? Is there any the reason they're with Harley? Girls? Yeah, I'm talking about the, the gang of Harleys. Yeah, it, is it still the same Derby Girls? Like, when she joined a roller... I stopped after six issues. I couldn't anymore. So I'm not, I'm not very up-to-date on it. Well, there's a guy in there, too. Harvey Quinn. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. See, no, this has to be a whole different... Because I remember she was, like, she joined a roller derby for fun, and then it became, like, a gang of Harleys. You know what? They're right. There is a... I did read that issue now that I think about it. That's how much it's forgettable. Oh, that issue was just like a let's introduce all these bad Harley yeah. jokes. No, it. I feel like she's kind of. They're trying to make her their Deadpool. But that was like last year's San Diego <clears throat> Comic Con one where they had a whole bunch of artists give their take on Harley Quinn, which was actually wasn't pretty bad. It was really good. Um, but it, it was just a bunch of artists making fun of her. And it was like if Harley was actually a real person, though, right. that they were talking through the whole entire comic. Can I segue and ask a question? Yeah. Sure. What do you think of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad trailers? Real quick, 
David thinks that Miley Cyrus should be Harley Quinn. So there's your take on what I think of that. I stand by that. I think Mark no. probably is going to be a fine Harley Quinn. But back before they cast anyone, I thought Miley Cyrus would make a good Harley Quinn. And I stand by that. I still think it. Oh, God. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Have you seen her? I would hug him right now if I could. She would make a terrible Harley Quinn. Thank on you. Because... Well, lack of acting skill. What? She was on a hit TV show for years. She came in like a wreck. Yeah, no. No, she's... she. What she would do is she would take Harley Quinn and she would go over the top to the point where you're just like, this is stupid. But isn't that Harley Quinn already? I like... Mar- no. No. Okay. I like Margaret... Or Margot. Is that Margot? Margot? Margot. Margot, no. Margot. Whatever. I promise you. Let's, <laughs> we, can, we can take it to the teacher. Margot Robbie. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and I thought it was Robbie, not Robbie. Uh, I could be wrong on that part. Oh. I'm really not going to pronounce your real last name. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I like her. Yeah, no, I think she's doing a fine job. And I think she's doing a subtle job of Harley. Yes. She is not over the top. Oh, we haven't seen the movie yet. No, but she, from what you've seen, like, because I feel like that trailer is nothing but Harley. Yeah. I, I like it. I think I'm, I'm interested in it. I think it looks good. I think that she figured they figured out a way to make a lady clown not look creepy as all hell. One of the things I was surprised by recently is I was listening to actually the Legion of Leia podcast. Okay. And they were talking about how Harley has been um, Harley has been sexualized. And I looked at the trailer and I'm like, not really. Not not as much as I thought they were going to. No, I don't. I don't see anything any worse than what I've read of her like in Mad Love or seen hinted at in the old cartoon shows. Mad Love was so insanely inappropriate. Uh, Mad Love is a good book, man. Yes, it was. But for taking the animated series Harley and putting her in an animated series drawing and an an animated series story, that was super inappropriate for where they were at. to To defend it, I would like to say this. The book was written by Paul Dini, and it was drawn by Bruce Timm, the guys who are the architects of the Batman animated series, and created her. Right. And you know what they said? Let's see if we can get away with this. And they did, and it's a good book. (laughs) But here's another thing, too. How do you take a character like Starfire, who is basically a one-minute-remembering horror, and turn her into a cartoon for kids? Well, because she was the more lovable, bubbly character before she was the one-minute whore. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> they like, they're getting it, but, her. But they're getting away with that, too. It's no different. Like, when I watch Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go, the whole entire time she speaks, I don't visualize what I'm watching. I'm visualizing Starfire as Starfire that... I read about in comics even before the new 52 reboot. So you look at a child children's cartoon and you think about her being a <laughs> wild slutty character. This is so totally. <laughs> but uh, it's no different. But it's the creators of a character did Mad Love. Like they made Harley, they invented the whole Batman animated series style, all the everything that goes along with it, and then they went around and told the story about her. I agree, and and Mad Love is one of my favorite Batman books. Yeah, but the point, the thing is though that like the whole Harley and the Nighty, I'm like, I can't believe they're getting away with this. Yeah, they definitely did. 
Um, so, okay, all right. Um, we all like Margot, Ro- Margot Robbie? Robbie. Um, is there anything else that we're missing? Um, uh, are you reading Deathstroke by any chance, Mike? No, I I don't really <laughs> like the character. No, I'm not either. That's why I because I, I, I know David hasn't read it, and I was just curious if you've read oh, it. Oh, real quick, I would like to talk about Deathstroke. Thank you for bringing this up. It's because I have notes. You do have notes, and I thank you. Um, Paid job. <laughs> uh, no, but okay. So Deathstroke, right? Is there a character who, in the past five to eight years, has been blown more out of proportion than Deathstroke? Yes. Oh, please do. Tell me who. Aquaman. I think Aquaman's kind of at the bottom of the barrel where he's usually at. Yeah. No, he, with the new 52, Aquaman got a huge boost and reboot, and everyone became an Aquaman fan, and there's Aquaman hats on Amazon now, and... Still more deserving, a founding member of the Justice League, still more deserving of finally getting some kind of respect than Deathstroke, who was a punching bag for a bunch of teenagers for years. How about Green Arrow? No, but I'm saying those are characters who deserve accolades and to be moved up, and it's cool that a lot of people know about them now. Deathstroke is a C-list character who people act like is an A-list character. But it's the anti-hero thing. Like, you know, me loving Suicide Squad. Like, I'd rather read Suicide Squad than read no, and Justice I think League that's America. Fine, but Suicide so, Squad, the whole, is played as, okay, these are C-list characters. And we can get away with doing this stuff. Those because... are B-list characters. C-list characters to me is, like, Bizarro and Batmite and... I would put Bizarro ahead of a lot of the Suicide Squad members. I would okay. put him above Justice League members. But you do have the fact that... Sorry, this is us bickering. Just no, that's fine. You have that the fact that Deathstroke is the platform for Deadpool. Yes. And Deadpool is getting a lot of love. And you have Stephen Amell and Arrow, which, you know, everybody loves. Ugh. Yeah? Yep. And bringing Deathstroke like to the forefront. No, I hear. I, I would. I would take it all the way back to Identity Crisis as kind of like the start of uh, Deathstroke getting blown out of proportion. Uh, and how he like single-handedly took down the Justice League in a fight scene that involved a Flash and a Green Lantern. I don't know. I just think the character isn't that interesting. I think he's kind of flat. I didn't like that he was the villain for uh, Son of Batman. Oh, the movie? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. That's always it makes sense there, though. Yeah, it, it, it worked with for that movie. I think Batman and Deathstroke crossing over has always come off a little weird to me. I don't know. I feel like they could be perfect for each other. Eh, he's a guy who struggled fighting teenagers. <laughs> I don't know that he deserves to fight Batman. Well, really, though, you want to go with all the people who've had trouble fighting somebody else. I mean, there's there's it's there's so many ridiculous things where you're like, really, that person took down this person. It's just there's a lot of stuff over the years where you're just like, yeah, well, let's not admit that actually happened. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so da, 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 Batman and Robin Eternal was announced, a Raven miniseries, a Swamp Thing miniseries, Katana. Any of these new books uh, interesting you? Swamp Thing. Okay. I didn't like the last uh, new 52 book they gave him. No. 
I didn't care but, for that. But I have faith in the fact that they're going to try and find the Swamp Thing roots. I'm a I'm a big fan of horror. Um, Gotham by Midnight is a solid book for horror fans. Okay. You like it? I didn't like the last issue. I was a little pissed about the last issue. I read the first two, and it like it was one of those things like where I just didn't pick it back up again. Like I enjoyed it. I just it wasn't as interesting enough for me to continue reading it. No, I'm a big horror fan, so I mean it's a good book, and I love the art. The only thing that pissed me off is um, it took them like six issues to bring out the Spectre. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Spectre, so I'm glad I didn't continue reading. Okay, but then in the seventh issue, or no, they brought him out in the fifth issue, and then everyone in the sixth issue was like, holy shit, what just happened? And then in the seventh issue, like nothing, like not even a big deal happened. It's like, oh my god, it's a Spectre. And you're like, really, really? That's you're bringing out the Spectre now, this thing that can crush cities, right. and there's just a few demons hanging out. It was the seventh issue was kind of weak. I didn't like that, but um, the first six I loved. Okay. Um, I'm kind of interested in the Batman and Robin Eternal. Yeah, uh, I liked Eternal when it kind of came out the gate, but uh, it fell off it, so fast. It fell off in certain parts. Um, I feel I, like it was an introduction for new characters. Well, yeah, I think they were trying to springboard a lot of the stuff that was happening to the other Bat characters out of that. Um, I'm kind of interested in it. Um, I don't know about the other stuff, because I don't know that any of the other characters that they're talking about can really carry their own book. I think Raven could. Mm. Mm. No, no. I don't know. I kind of feel like she might be another ensemble character. She, She works really good with other characters, but is she interesting enough to pull her own weight no she's too much of a straight man she's just too much of a a one-dimensional character you just no rebuttal from kayla who looks like she's ready to shoot daggers through the microphone i she's my favorite dc character so i mean i love marv wolfman as a writer and he created her and i i don't know and he I'm, is coming I'm back to the title. Yeah, he so. is. And I'm super excited about that. Um, I tweeted him and he retweeted me. I was super excited. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. It was good stuff. Um, uh, I'm excited for it. It's only going to be a mini series. It's five issues. She had five uh, mini series before, and she's had five mini series. No, it was it was a mini series of five issues. Oh, Sorry, okay. I said that backwards. Um, I read that and I, it was good. I enjoyed it. But I like seeing her on a team as opposed to by herself. So, yeah, maybe the miniseries would be right. okay, not as a standalone. Um, I really dislike the fact that they canceled Clarion. I really liked where they were going with that. Um, it reminded me kind of like of Hellboy's, even though he's Marvel, right? Hellboy? No, no Hellboy is Dark Horse. Dark Horse, okay. Yes. Um, you know in the movie... Where he's going through, like, the little market or whatever. Oh, it just reminded me of that type of world. It right. was fun, energetic, different characters. And now you get him over in Teen Titans. Yeah, I don't know how long he's going to stay in it, though. Okay. But. All right, so let's wrap this up here. Um, let's each person say their top two favorite books. And then I want to get into everyone goes around and say what character they think is deserving of a new DC book or maybe their first DC book ever. I'll kick it off. My top two are definitely JLA 
and probably We Are Robin or maybe Prez, one of those two of the new stuff that got launched. Mike? I would have to say um, my number one is going to be the Superman series. I don't know why I didn't talk about it earlier. I love where they've gone with it. Um, my number two is I would agree with you on Prez. Okay. It's definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Um, Secret Six and Teen Titans right now. Okay. And uh, what characters do you guys think should get their own chance at a book? My pick is from the – he's a character from Batman Incorporated. He's had at least one issue of Batman Incorporated all to himself. He appeared briefly in Batman Eternal. I'm a gigantic fan of the character, and I pick up whatever he's involved in that I can get my hands on, and that is Batman of Japan. And I, he's it's awesome. He's such a fun, awesome character. In the Batman Superman um, trailer, did you see the guy, the bad guy wearing the Japanese Batman mask? I did. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. So Chris Burnham needs to do a Batman Japan because it is awesome stuff. Mike, it is a tough call. Um, honestly, I'd like to see with with Canary what they do with Ditto. But until that happens, I would like to see Black Manta get his own book. Oh, that's interesting. I like where they've gone with him in Suicide Squad. I'd like to see more Black Manta. All right. Okay. Um, Poison Ivy. She's getting that miniseries. I know she's getting the miniseries, but a standalone, like, without the miniseries. Okay. Like, I mean, you know, like, her basic background, she was a botanist, and the place goes aflames, and she burns in it, and gets her powers that way but like more of a background like her upbringing and more for what she stands for i guess other than wanting to kill batman because i mean catwoman has her own series i think that was a more interesting character than poison ivy and i agree with that but like all the other gotham city sirens are getting have their own stand up i I would just like to see a more background of poison ivy all right um, real quick, uh, we should have brought this up during when we were talking about books earlier. How does everyone feel about the Martian Manhunter book? Oh, it's terrible. Really? I five you right now. Oh man, I thought it was good. It's so all over the place. That's what I liked about it. It it feel he's a uh, a psychic telepath, however you want to call it, who's having a nervous breakdown. And the book kind of feels like that's what you're reading. They brought him over into Teen Titans. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. He's kind of like the one that... Uh, because they introduced uh, the female Martian. Um, McGann? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was good. I like that the book feels like you're reading a character having a breakdown. The problem I have with it is all of a sudden he's not the last Martian. Yeah. Well, that's kind of been a thing with him for a while, though, with the White Martians. Right, but it's like I'm having a last. Uh, I'm a last Martian. I have a time bomb going off in my head, but hey, there's all these other Martians. Yeah. It's just weird. Okay. All right. Um, anything else, guys? Oh, um, I, I know we could have gone back on this, but uh, Gotham Academy. Yes. Um, you like it? I love it. It's so good. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta reread it. It reads to me like if you're a teenager who's really into anime, you might like that book. Yes, I, I was, I was so set to hate it. I was absolutely set to hate it, 
And I read the first, uh, I read one issue. I forgot it was like in the middle, like issue number eight or something. And I was like, this is stupid. And one of my friends is like, no, go back and reread it from the first issue. And it's solid. See, I read the first issue. I liked the art a lot, but nothing grabbed me. And also, I really don't care about like kids doing things. That's my Teen Titans. I like uh, Gotham Academy. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah, you, you might have talked me into going back and reading it. Give it, give it like four or five issues. It's, it's pretty good. I think that's what happened to me. Is like I was super excited about it. I was ready to read it, and then I think I over got myself hyped for it. Okay. You know, like kind of yeah. like how I was with Grayson. Like I was all about Grayson. I read the first issue, and I was like, eh. Yeah. Well, you know, from Grayson, one of the characters I'd like to see to get more uh, screen time. Would be Agent One. I'm not. I don't know who that is. Nope, that's how. I've been off the book since they decided to dedicate an entire issue to him walking in the desert. <laughs> that was that was a tough issue. After that, I was like, I'm done. This is over. Agent One is this just sadistically insane, over the top, um, like Muslim character, and he <laughs> is he is such an insane sadist. It's great. And you want that as a comic book? Yes. I want to see more of him. He Strix. could. He would be a great bad guy. Mm. Okay. Strix would be a good one. I think you're the only person who wants that. Well, no, because she can't speak, and she just writes things really like, oh, you would who love would it. Who would want to read that? <laughs> it would be no different than reading Bizarro, but better. But no one is talking about Bizarro being a good book. Have either of you read Batman Beyond? Uh, I read the first issue. And uh, didn't really do much for me. I got to the, I got through the second issue, and I'm like, where are they going with this? This is it's a bit this... convoluted, right? Because it's not Batman Beyond as people mostly know the character, right? It's a version of Tim Drake from a possible future going into a Batman Beyond type future, and that's well, already a bit of a headache. Well, not only that, but they've also written themselves into such a corner. Like, the whole world's destroyed, except for Gotham. Yeah. And everyone's living in this weird, like, psychotic... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where do you go from here? How do you have any story from this? Yeah, I I wasn't digging it. I didn't... uh... No, I I don't think it's going to last. I'll be honest with you. That's that's also a book I forget they publish. Yeah. And the thing is, of course, they did the cheesy, let's go past the destroyed Statue of Liberty. Yeah. You bastards. Um, All right. So real quick before we go, everyone should read Squadron Sinister from Marvel because it's the best thing to come out of Secret Wars. I don't care what anyone says. No. Have you read it? No. I'm saying the best thing to come out of Secret Wars is uh, uh, where monsters dwell. Okay. I haven't read that. So maybe. But Squadron Sinister is amazing. Um, It might be the second best Justice League book out next to JLA. So... Um, thank you for listening. You can listen to us every week on soundcloud.com slash 80 page giants or on iTunes where you can rate and review us and follow us and we'll pop up like a sweet late night booty call onto your iPhone. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at, at space heater 86. Mike, where can they get at you at? You can find me on Twitter at go read something or on Instagram at, at go read something. Okay. Oh, did you change your Twitter name? I did. Fair enough. And also uh, Legion of Leia? 
legionlea.com as well. I'm doing a big piece right now. It's going to be about a five-part uh, article on the cosplay at Wizard World Chicago. Oh, did you get to go to that? Well, it's coming up August 20th, and I'm doing um, interviews with cosplayers. Okay. We're going through how they're doing their costumes, or I can't call them costumes, how they're building their cosplays. <laughs> I was corrected. Actually, my first, the oh. first part of the article I wrote was on how you can't call it costumes. Oh, really? Yes, they're cosplay. That, uh... Costumes are something you buy at a store. Cosplay is something that you make because you love it. But aren't they still costumes? No, they're cosplays. I don't know. Hale, where can people get a hold of you at? On Twitter or anywhere. <laughs> or maybe you don't want them to message you. I don't know. Um, at cat with a K. And where's that at? Twitter. Okay. Water. So shout out to that in our next episode where I talk about how bad Arsenal and Red Hood is and how I just call people who make cosplayers people who make costumes and deal with it. Thanks for listening. Graduate!